can find the solutions that work best for you. Parker Mellinger has been providing quality service for Sheridan area businesses for over 37 years. Remember, you get our exclusive fixed fee, one monthly fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Call Harker Mellinger today, 672-0785. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices, but we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best, and that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffin Avenue, online at ebiahearing.com, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, we all age and eventually we will all depend on medication of some kind. Many get those medications from large box stores. Others still deal with hometown pharmacies. There's a lot to the pharmacy industry. It's a very complicated web that looks impervious to the layman. Currently in session, the Wyoming State Senate has been working through a bill. Senate File 0151, sponsored by Wyoming District 5 Senator Lynn Hutchings. This is an act related to the insurance code, prohibiting specific actions by pharmacy benefit managers and other actions. This morning, I am honored to be joined by Dr. Matt Meyer. For more than 13 years, he's been the owner and the operator of Hospital Pharmacy West here in Sheridan. Good morning, Matt, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're, I'm so honored to have you on because, you know, when it comes to this insurance stuff, when it comes to to pharmacy work, it looks really complicated on the outside. And having somebody able to kind of explain this bill as it goes along is uh, is is really tough to find, <laughs> especially in this no, day I, and age. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it is it is a very complex uh, complex mess that they've kind of created. Now, sir, insurance codes, pharmacy benefit managers. Uh, 
this kind of stuff so difficult to follow? What's the backstory? Why did this bill need to be written? So really, this bill is is kind of an attempt, um, like other states have done after the the Supreme Court case of Rutledge, to where the the Supreme Court basically said that the states have the the right to to manage uh, a section of the indus- insurance industry regarding PBMs, pharmacy benefit managers, who have basically stepped in, and, and these are the people, um, they, they've remained relatively anonymous throughout the years, but but they are the, the companies that are actually responsible for managing your individual insurance company's prescription benefits. So they're the companies that decide you know, what medications are going to be on their formulary. Um, they're the companies that decide which pharmacies you can participate uh, to have your medications filled at, um, kind of the whole shebang. And what we've been seeing is, I mean, even here in Sheridan, um, you know, where a pharmacy has a contract with with a particular PBM and insurance company, and patient gets a letter stating that, well, now you can only fill at at these three or four pharmacies and excluding the other pharmacies as well as as under reimbursements, particularly in brand brand name medications and as well as generic medications to the pharmacies um, while diverting they're diverting those fills to mail order. So we're starting to see. I mean, we just lost two independent pharmacies in Gillette. We're starting to see some some pharmacy deserts and some areas where pharmacies are starting to close, um, mostly due to, to reimbursement rates and and these PBMs dealings with PBMs. So these individuals essentially they make the decision on whether or not people get to deal with you. Correct, correct, and and it's it's a crazy scenario where you know you can you can have a contract with with a particular PBM and still be excluded from participating in. Thank God it hasn't hit Blue Cross Blue Shield yet of Wyoming, but but essentially could could turn around and exactly say, I'm sorry, you cannot if you want to use your insurance benefits, you know, you you cannot fill at um at any of these pharmacies. You have to use either Ridley's or Walmart or our mailer or whatever, you know, who whoever they decide is gonna be on that on that list of pharmacies for for individuals to utilize. These PBMs, these individuals, they're the ones who make this call. Are they determining these factors based on a bottom line? So, exactly, they are. They they are turning around, and, and whether it's formulary placement, they're, they're making those decisions based on, on the rebates that they're receiving from drug manufacturers, um, or they are, are determining which pharmacies you can use based on on. On their bottom line, exactly. Now, who employs these individuals? Is this the insurance company themselves, or is this kind of a uh, an ancillary duty uh, that surrounds that? So these these companies are employed by insurance carriers. Um, right now, there's there's really the big three, uh, which are CVS, Caremark, Express Scripts, and then um, Optum, and they are they're all owned by insurance companies as well. And on the back end of that, they also are owning those, those specialty mail order pharmacies. So we're really seeing a lot of vertical integration of the, of the industry to where 
whether it's the you know the insurance company or the PBM or the pharmacies themselves, that they're, they're all tied to the same bank account. So they're really trying to keep all these all these decisions and all these sales, let's say, um, in house. Wow. Okay. So essentially, they're driving out the little guy because they're able to deal with and get rebates and and special deals from large box pharmacies. Some are large box pharmacies, but um, you know, even in the chain industry, we're 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 seeing the same scenarios. Kroger, for example, um, not real big in in Wyoming, but uh, they have a few you know King Supers down in Cheyenne and in the southern part of the state. You know, they just they just refused to contract with Express Scripts for for uh, Tricare DOD because. You know the reimbursement rates were basically so bad that that they are going to turn away 1.2 billion dollars worth of business, I think, and their the value of their stock is actually going to go up because of the under reimbursement. So it's not just you know your independent mom and pop store. It's 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 even getting to the point where it's it's starting to hit some of those bigger box stores that that don't have that affiliation or, or ownership inside the, the PBM or, or insurance industry as well. Oh, wow. So, so this can reach into these multi-million dollar corporate type stores and, and Ab- rob absolutely. business from them. Wow. I mean, we, we lost all the, the shop codes here in Wyoming for, for essentially the same, same business a few years ago, shut down, I think 16 stores. So essentially, this is, in a way, one of the factors that uh, eliminated Shopko from our uh, our hometowns around here. Absolutely, absolutely. This was a big player in in that elimination. So, so it 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 does have far reaching effects. Now, how did we get to this point, sir? I mean, how is it that the PBMs have garnered this much influence and power over the industry without somebody stepping in at some point saying, you know, it's not a monopoly, but it looks like a monopoly. I mean, at this point, they're able to dictate pretty much where I have to go to get my prescriptions if I have a particular insurance. Absolutely. And and that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, we've with inside the industry, it's it's been a conversation um, that we've definitely had over the years, and and thankfully, I think it was the FTC or the SEC that that prevented the Prime Therapeutics, which manages Blue Cross Blue Shields PBMs and Express Script merger a few years ago. But it's it's been crazy to see to see what has been allowed in terms of you know, conflicts of interest in, you know, pharmacies and PBMs and insurance companies owning pharmacies, um, the lateral integration and buying up of, of the competitive marketplace on the PBM side to really shrink it down to, to three to five main players without intervention up to this point. Now, who got together to write Senate file zero one? Five one. Uh, this is sponsored by Senator Lynn Hutchings. Uh, was this uh, some mom and pop shops and, so this, and some small chains that got together with her to get this done? 
So this is actually a continuation of a bill that we had last year. And I say we, um, I was involved in it along with the Wyoming Pharmacy Association. Um, but there's about only four or five of us that, that kind of went to one of the Senate uh, interim com- uh, committee meetings. And this was a topic that, that was raised from a young lady Camilla Hancock over in the basin area and we just kind of ended up getting on this working group uh, last year we we got a bill proposed it was Senate file 36 uh, made it through the Senate and was tabled by the House Corporations Committee it was a quite a bit more expansive than this and we continued to work on that over the the summer through the interim with the insurance industry had some disagreements um, during those working groups. And then Lynn Hutchings, um, Senator Lynn Hutchings, uh, agreed to basically take uh, the the two goals that that were not being addressed in the working group um, and and put this bill together for us again this year. So it's it's been – it's been a relatively small group with, with quite a bit of, of input from various pharmacies across the state, and uh, and Align RX contributed a person, which is a, which is RPSAO. They they help us out on the pharmacy side with processing our claims. Um, a governmental affairs person to help look at neighboring states' language that that has already passed similar legislation to help us put together our our proposed legislation. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. We will continue speaking with pharmacist Dr. Matt Meyer on Senate File 0151. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. You know, back in the day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful that we used to throw them at the homes of our enemies. And the same goes today for your 4 before side-by-side and snowmobile. They're no longer able to be tuned up by you or fixed by you. And if you do do it, you won't do it right. Enter Hando's Service Center, where if you can't get your machine into the shop, Joel come and get it, fix it up, tune it up, and bring it back easy peasy, non greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Autoglass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Autoglass as a locally owned business. We offer same-day appointments for chip repair. Novus is also the only glass shop in town that can provide recalibrations for your safety systems on newer vehicles. Mention this ad, get $5 off a chip repair and $20 off a replacement. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Autoglass, 307-672-0139 for an appointment for a rewarding career, then Sheridan Memorial Hospital is looking for you to join our dedicated team. 
We have clinical and non-clinical openings, so you don't have to have a background in healthcare to help make a difference in our community. The hospital and our clinics offer great benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off for vacations and illness, a retirement match, and tremendous opportunities for professional growth. Check out the careers page at SheridanHospital.org to see what's waiting for you right in your own backyard. Sheridan College will host a performance by Wei Lua, world-renowned pianist, on Sunday, February 12th at 4 p.m. at the Whitney Center for the Arts. One of the most significant pianists of her generations, she's performed at many of the world's leading stages and now at Kennison Hall. It's a concert you won't want to miss. Tickets are $30 for adults, $20 for seniors and veterans, $10 for non-Sheridan College students. Visit sheridan.edu slash arts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, we're speaking with pharmacist Dr. Matt Meyer. He's the owner and the operator of Hospital Pharmacy West, right here in Sheridan. We're discussing Senate File 0151. Look this up when you get a chance. It's progressing through legislature right now. This act relates to the insurance code prohibiting specific actions by pharmacy benefit managers, which, after speaking with a good doctor, it sounds like these individuals just have too much power dictating where and when you buy your medications. Doctor, this sounds like a big challenge for small-town pharmacies uh, facing larger box store competitors it seems like they get to dictate everything from the time that your doctor signs the script to the time that it goes in your mouth. And they're the ones benefiting from this. And the uh, subsidiaries that uh, insurance companies can make for them. Now, I, I, oh, go ahead, sir. Nope, nope. I, I thought you were done. I, I couldn't agree more. Now, what will Senate File 0151 do to change this in our favor? So Senate file 0151 um, basically goes through um, and, and puts a little bit of restraint on what the PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers can, can dictate to you as a patient, as well as some of the, the contractual practices that they can partake in um, between pharmacies and insurance companies as well. So uh, one of the, the stipulations in Senate File 151 is the patient's freedom of choice, um, stipulating that with inside the state of Wyoming, you know, a PBM cannot dictate uh, what pharmacy you can fill as long as the pharmacy is in network. Um, it introduces some transparency into the practices uh, for the Department of Insurance reporting, uh, as well as prevents deceptive communication from the PBM um, on what they can market to to both employer groups as well as, as the pharmacies that are signing those contracts. Um, it also requires that individual network pharmacies be reimbursed at least the same amount that they are reimbursing their own uh, affiliate and and PBM-owned pharmacies. And it does update some of the 
the drug pricing acquisition costs that practices that that PBMs are allowed when determining pricing for for network pharmacies. Uh, sir, let's. Uh, I got two questions. Uh, follow up on that. Number one, in network. Uh, I don't know a lot about the insurance company. It's something that uh, not only do I not understand, and it's not that I don't have an interest. It's just I've got a bad taste in my mouth from insurance companies, and I'm sure a lot of people out there feel the same way. When it comes to being in-network as a pharmacy owner, does that basically mean that, okay, I can deal with this insurance company or this insurance company, and and that's it? So basically all in-network means is that I have signed an agreement that says that I can participate in this particular, from a pharmacy standpoint, this particular PBM's network. Um, where it gets crazy is that you can have, you can be in network and still be excluded. So this, this bill will basically state that if you have an agreement with a PBM to participate with all their insurance plans, they cannot exclude you. And when it comes to the reimbursing, which is something else, have these individuals, these, uh, PBMs, they basically get to make the decision, well, this big box store that we own, I'm going to reimburse X amount. The small mom-and-pop shop, I don't really want to compete with them too much longer, so I'm only going to reimburse them 25%. Is that what we're talking about? It's essentially, that, that, yeah, they, 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 that could be... That can be a practice um, and that, that they engage in, so... Wow. In those contracts, they do dictate the reimbursement rates. Um, sometimes those are variable, but yep, that's how how your drug prices get determined is simply a contract equation um, determined by the PBM. It just it always amazes me how these individuals uh, can make these decisions and and get away with it. So that's why this bill. Has been written. That's why this bill is making its way through the Senate right now, Doctor. What kind of support does this bill have in the Senate so far? You know, um, so far it's 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 been very well received. Um, we we think that we have a good good support in the Senate. Um, you know, we're we're still a little bit concerned about the House side, but um, it's been great working with. With all those senators, Senator Kinski um, has been a great help as well in, in kind of helping us as a group manage through trying to move a bill through the Senate. Uh, sir, when it comes to pricing, I mean, medications are not cheap. Some of them are absolutely astronomical. And it just seems to me like this is something that shouldn't be so expensive. Uh if a hometown pharmacy reduces their prices to try and, and, and ease the burden on the families that they know and deal with every day, does a BPM, or excuse me, PBM, pull the plug on them or, or, or make things a little harder? I mean, is, is that one way that they could take advantage of small-town pharmacies like this? Sure. Contractually, um, contractually I am 
required to to build a copay uh, as it's dictated from from the PBM after the the claim's been adjudicated. Um, so if if you were just paying you know out of out of pocket for the medication, definitely something that that, that a pharmacy could help you out with. Um, but the second that we use insurance, if if we chose to charge you a different price than was mandated by the contract, yes, we could be excluded from participating in, in all that uh, PBM's entire network. Wow. What still has to happen with this bill, sir? So we are, we are at first reading. It uh, should be read on the floor today in the Senate since today is the last day um, to introduce new bills. Uh, it will go through three readings, at which point it could be amended at any time by any senator on the floor um, and then voted on. After three readings, if it makes it through all three, it will go to the floor vote. If it passes a floor vote in the Senate, which we are hoping it does, and, and again, expecting since last year's bill did that this one will as well, it will then transition over to the House where it will have to be read in committee. Uh, it'll probably be labor and health again, since it was the Senate labor and health that uh, heard the bill on the Senate side. That's when public testimony is available, um, at which point the, the House committee, uh, wherever it's stationed, will, will get a chance to vote. And if it passes that House committee, it will then go to the House floor to, for the exact same process as, as we're going through in the Senate right now. Now, sir, how did this do in Senate committee? Was this uh, pretty popular? Did it get out of there with some high vote count? It, it made it through Labor and Health Committee with a 3-2, three 3-2 to two, three to two vote. Um, so had a little bit of, of resistance uh, from the chairman and, and Senator Barlow, but um, it made it through the appropriations committee um which appropriations because it does have some language in there authorizing the department of insurance um some money it had to had to go to the appropriations committee it it cleared appropriations with a with a five to nothing vote so that's definitely definitely was a positive um had some positive support on that committee and and last year's bill, I mean, surprisingly had a vote of, of 26, 26 to 4. So as long as all things hold true, then, then we're expecting quite a bit of support from, from the Senate. Doctor, have you heard counter-arguments to this bill? If, if people are making an argument against it, what are they saying? Well, it's, it's typical as, as in... Other states, it's pharmacy on one side, and it's the insurance and PBM industry on the other side. And you know, the PBM insurance industry's argument is that it's going to increase costs for everybody. And and of course, they are saying if they are having costs passed on to them, those are going to be passed on to the consumer in the end, uh, which is. One of the reasons why there is a specialty exclusion, um, you know, PBMs and insurance companies will still have the right to to restrict network access to what's classified as a specialty medication, which are generally extremely high dollar medications um, to their own facilities 
so that they can continue to reap and reward the, the benefits of those manufacturer discount programs. Um, so that concession was made to, to help reduce the burden of those costs. And, and those really aren't the medications that, that independent retail or some of the smaller chains are, are really looking to, to get into. So the big argument is cost at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it all comes down to that, doesn't it? It does. It now, does. Uh, sir, if, if someone wanted to help this along, is this as easy as, hey, call your senator. We're only in first reading. Call your senator. Exactly. Call exactly. House That's the, of, yeah. Yeah. Call your representative. Yep. Get on, get, get support behind the bill. Say, you know, let them know that, that you are in support of being able to choose where you have your medications filled, that you are in support of Senate file one five one. Um, that's, that's by far the best thing that, that, that we could ask anybody to do. And it's that simple folks, emails, phone calls, let your representative know, let your Senator know. If you want to support this bill, Senate file zero one five one. It's still got a long way to go. I wish you the best, doctor. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning, making us aware of this and the problems within the industry that are costing everyone more money. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. 
Legacy Diamond and Gems is so thankful for your patronage in 2022, making it their most successful year ever. Striving for excellence at Legacy Diamond and Gems is always their top priority, and they are taking important steps this year to improve their overall efficiency and preparing for their complete store remodel. They are improving their service with new store hours, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Close Sundays and Mondays, Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. In the continuing saga of Pizza Man, we join the commissioner as he overlooks a crime scene. They got us again, Pizza Man. All the chicken wings taken from yet another place. You need to find out who's doing this quick before they strike again. It's football season and people need their chicken wings. At least they haven't gotten Oli's. They have my favorite wings in town. I better go undercover and make sure they're not the next ones hit. Remember, Pizza Man, you're there to do a job, not just eat as many wings as you can. I'll check in with you later, but you better be on top of it because Oli's is this week's sponsor for Pro Football Pick'em. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Program Development Director, Teresa Teddy Moore, and Marketing and Communications <laughs> Director, Jody Hartley. Good morning, ladies, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Now, how things been down at the chamber? Uh, going well? Smooth Always. sailing on the ship? We sure make it look that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the key, right? Exactly. Like, no. Wipe the sweat from your brow before you go in there. Yeah, exactly. Nope, it looked, it's good. It's busy, but it's all good stuff. Fantastic. You guys uh, just had a chamber lunch program. I was promised some things by the executive director, Dixie Johnson. I'm really curious about that number. What did we make on Chamber Bucks this year? I have it. She sent it. That's why she sent us. For 2022, it was $1,608 and 300 Sorry. $168,000. Take another breath. Here we go. Yeah. It's Monday. We're just going to roll with that. So, yeah, $168,360. That's fantastic. How does that look to years previous for those who don't? You know, surprisingly enough, um, we actually sent records in 2020 and 2021. You know, her and I were talking about that she, uh, last time she was on the show. She wasn't mm-hmm. sure if we exceeded that this year. But just a, 2020 and 2021, you know, I don't know if it was the convenience of, well, I can't really get out and shop due to the pandemic. So what's a great gift to give somebody while at the same time? Helping my local economy downtown. That was a big part of it. People just wanted to help. They wanted to make sure that these stores that they'd been going to for forever stayed there. Mm-hmm. And they knew it was rough. They knew it was hard to shop. But they just did what they could. Yeah. So. Fantastic way yeah. to really make sure that every all your boxes are ticked. Mm-hmm. Downtown shopping without having the ability to go downtown. But also... You know, giving a gift that someone can use whenever, mm-hmm, really. Right. I mean, these things don't expire, right, Teresa? They, well, it's a year. A so year. Because it's a check, so you've got a year to use it. Okay. And yeah. that's just more about the banking purposes Correct. than anything else. Yes. 
Well, I'll tell you what, uh, here at Sheridan Media, that's kind of our Christmas bonus. I'm not going to say how much, but Bob makes sure that uh, we're taking care of every Christmas. And I know I've got some chamber bucks and me and the wife. uh, We just, we window shop all year long knowing, you know, well, when we get that money, we're going to come down here and that's where it's going. Mm -hmm. One year she got a very very nice jacket that's nice yeah Yeah. it was really great uh yeah it's just trying to get her to wear it more now Uh, (laughs) she can't really wear it at work you know leather and fur it's not good around the dogs (laughs) (laughs) all right now uh there's something else uh remind folks what the chamber's annual awards of excellence recognizes what is this great program so um We have our 24th annual Awards of Excellence Lunch on Wednesday, and this is a great time for us to recognize individuals, organizations, and businesses in our community just for being excellent, for supporting the community, for making our community even better. Um, So it's a really fun, inspiring time. Um, We have our Community Champion Award, our Strength of Sheridan Award, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year. So we're recognizing 20 awesome people in our our community. Now, uh, hmm, do I get nominees? We can tell you who the nominees are, just not the winners. Just not the winners. That's (laughs) I'm good with that. All right. So uh, first we're going to – let's talk about what each award recognizes, and then we'll talk about – Who's nominated this year? Uh, I'm sure some people are hanging on, waiting for this. What is the Strength of Sheridan Award? What does this recognize? I'm going to read you the description because it's really good. And this is what people use for their nominations when they send them in. They read these descriptions and think it triggers who they think should be nominated. So this honors a chamber member business or organization that has a distinguished tenure of 20 or more years in the community. This business or organization demonstrates consistent service continually invests in the community, meets challenges with innovative solutions, and demonstrates sustained quality performance. All right. Yeah. Do you want to know who the nominees are? I would love to know. All right. (laughs) Ace Hardware, Sheridan Arts and Crafts, C&B Operations, Fletcher Construction, The Sports Stop, and Top Office Products. Now, I'm not going to say who among that group I happen to know. But I happen to know a few among that group, (laughs) and that is a fantastic Mm -hmm. list of nominees for Mm -hmm. Strength of Sheridan. Some of the things that I know these individuals have done, even even behind the scenes Mm -hmm. where others can't see, you know, that's that's one of those situations. A lot goes on that people don't know about, you know, and some people want it that way. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to Mm -hmm. know I'm paying for this. I don't want the recognition I just want this problem solved. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's yeah. the strength of Sheridan. So mm-hmm. the fantastic mm-hmm. list of nominees. Business of the year. It kind of sounds like a self-explanatory thing, but there's a little right. bit more to it. What do we got? So this honors a chamber member business that positively impacts the economic health of the Sheridan area through exceptional business practices, customer service, and innovation. This business shows steady growth and consistent, strong performance, excels in community relations, practices exemplary business conduct, responds positively to adversity, and shows proven business achievement. All right. Who's our nominees this year? The nominees are. I feel like I'm on the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) The envelope, please. Yes. Range, Sheridan Motor, the Bighorn Y, Wagner Ranch Services, and Weatherby. Fantastic. All, All 
fantastic businesses here in Sheridan. Now, business person of the year. This one's a little more specific. Mm-hmm. What do we got? It's a little similar, but honors a chamber member business person who shows outstanding business acumen and strong leadership in business and community efforts. This person is a champion for economic development, strives to exceed customer expectations, delivers industry-leading standards of service and quality, and exhibits innovation in business development. All right. And the nominees are... Isn't it fun to say? (laughs) It is, actually. Yeah, it is fun to say. Kathy Beattie, she has Verdello. Jessica Bonesack with Sharon Stationery Books and Gifts. Tori Moody, Arby's and Taco John's. John Oman with John Oman State Farm. And Dave Wills with Letterbuck Car Wash and Summit Realty. All right. Now, we can learn who the winners are. That's all going to be named at the next uh, luncheon, correct? Correct. All right. When and where is that going to be and what are we going to be having? So it's this Wednesday, February 8th from 1130 to 1 at the Ramada Plaza. Um, It's $20 per person. And we do ask that folks register by 5 p.m. tomorrow, Tuesday. All right. And that's basically so that you guys can tell those who are making the food, this is how much food I Mm -hmm. need. All right. Now, let's, uh, let's take a look at... Ignite Conference. This is set for May. Training proposals and deadline is February 10th. This is, what, just a couple days. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people probably already got this turned in because this is kind of a big deal here in Sheridan. The Ignite Conference, pretty good size, right? Yes. So our first year, it was, I think, 60 people attended, and now last year we were at 140. Wow. So we, and we keep hearing more and more interest, which is great. Um, you know, it's awesome to have that where you can go in, send your employees. It's one day and they pick which classes they want to attend for each session. And they can come back with all of these tips, tricks that they can try to implement within the business and business owners to employees. I mean, they all come. It's great. And this is essentially a conference where individuals who are involved in just about any kind of business, any kind of mm-hmm. commerce can come and and like you said, learn tips, some tricks from industry leaders throughout the state, right? I mean, is this throughout the state or is this going farther? Mostly the state. Um, once in a while, we'll have someone, you know, come down from Montana and do some training for us. It all kind of depends on schedules and what we have going on. We have a lot of locals, too, that we utilize because there's a lot of knowledge just right here in Sheridan. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, from HR topics to marketing to, you know, finance to business leadership. So it's just, it's a good variety. And then we have our entrepreneur track, too, that Scott Rendell heads up for us. Now, I know that both of you are heavily involved in the planning process of this thing. So let's uh, let's explore your favorite part. And I, I know you hate it when I ask these questions. <laughs> but what's your favorite part of the Ignite Conference? Is it the planning stage? Do you get excited to, to sit down and, and really put pen to paper? Or is it being there? I mean, what's your favorite part of the conference itself? I do. For me personally, I like the planning part yeah. because of going through the details. And then when we get all these proposals in, it just kind of gets you it just gets me excited. It really yeah. does because there's so much new material that we can cover that we can help. And you start to think of different areas you've seen emails on, you know, people asking questions about different things and you know, you've got a proposal sent in front of you and it just, and it just exciting. answers all those questions. Yes. Right. <laughs> so it's there. And I'm sure there has been in the past as you're reading through the proposals, you'll look over your shoulder and be like, well, I'm going to that one. 
Right. Or I'm going to that one. <laughs> I mean, you guys get to attend all this, right? Mm -hmm. Or are you usually just too dang busy behind the scenes? You can't take a seat. I try to pull myself back. So sometimes I'll be behind the scenes. I try to make sure everyone else can get into a room. So we've got a staff member in each classroom just in case the presenter needs anything too. Right. It helps to have someone from the chamber there. But And then if I need to run down, help Debbie with food or whatever I need to do, I can. But I try to get in as many as I possibly can too. There's some I really want to hear. <laughs> right. Some yeah. of them, you're like, that information is yeah. vital to everything. Jody, what about you? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your favorite? I love being there that day. There's always this buzz, this excitement. Um, people are excited to be learning. They're, um, they're networking with each other. They're coming up with great ideas. They're seeing how they can implement all this information that they're gaining. So it's really a... It kind of really fires you up and gets you re-excited about your job and the things that you can do, all the possibilities. So it's a lot of fun being there that day. And that's why it's called Ignite. Right? That's right. Because uh, <laughs> even if your fire is kind of deadened out, all of a sudden you get out of you go to a conference like this. And I've been to you know Associated Press conferences from here to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And every time I leave one of those things. I'm like, I am rejuvenated. I am ready to go. I'm ready to get back in the newsroom. I'm going to be the one to break the story. You're excited, <laughs> yeah. right? And these, this is the same thing. But the business practices range from, you know, hotel owners to, to gun manufacturers, mm -hmm. rifle manufacturers. I mean, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some great guests coming in this year. We're looking for a couple more. Is that what these proposals are, this deadline? So the proposals is we get as many as we can, and we know we have to sift through and we can't take all of them, but we're looking for what's needed within the business community right now. We're looking for, you know, um, the new material. Maybe we haven't had a certain topic yet. Last year, I'll bring up, we had um, some succession planning, and that was well attended because people are looking at that, and that's not a topic that we'd had yet. So, you know, things like that, that we're looking for that we know the business community is after and needed. So that's the proposals is if you've got an idea get it in. Even if it's a shell of an idea, you just want to kind of get it on paper. We can work with you, that kind of thing. But just to see, you know, what we have out there and what we can utilize. So if I've got an idea and that's all I've got, one sentence, maybe a paragraph, you guys can sit down with me and be like, you know what, we can develop this into something a little bit bigger. Yeah. Or at least have the conversation. Yeah. I mean, if it's three sentences and you don't have much more than that and, you know, and you're not quite sure what direction, then we can try to sit down and navigate through maybe that. we'll hang on to it for next year right depending yeah. on where it's at yeah yeah but mm -hmm. all right so the deadline is february 10th there's no format or anything that i need to there's an rfp okay it's on the website um it's been out in chamber online and or you can just email the chamber and i can get it to you too all right so it's not too late yet folks if you've got an idea something that you want to teach the business community right here in sheridan Send it down to uh, email address. Everything's online. I just yep. got to jump on the website, and I'm guided right through. Yep. All right, fantastic. All right, now, I've only got a couple minutes left. Let's go ahead and start talking about when and where are the next business after hours. That is going to be February 15th from 5 to 7 at Glazed and Confused. Oh, yes. donuts. <laughs> Trevor's laughing because he, he knows. So <laughs> yeah, all kinds of good offerings yep. there now. Trevor looked up and gave a smile because he knows. 
That's a weakness for me. <laughs> so Floyd's coming. We'll put him down. Blueberry donuts. <laughs> I'm telling you. Blueberry donuts. They'll get me just about anywhere. The breakfast burritos are awesome, too. Oh, really? Oh, man. I didn't know he had those. There you go. All right. Lunchtime conversations about open spaces. This is something that a lot of people really missed. Uh, Sheridan Community Land Trust is heavily involved in this. Uh, if you want to know about land issues that are facing Sheridan, Sheridan County, Get in on these lunchtime conversations. When's the next one happening? So the next one is February 28th, 12 o'clock lunchtime. Um, obviously, since they're lunchtime conversations, that one will be at Luminous again as well. Um, the topic will be water. So they'll be looking at how we uh, work with limits to water and other infrastructure to plan for open space and meet open space values. So really important topic when looking at open spaces, looking at lots of folks moving here and how we um how we can plan for that and be yeah. prepared yeah you know I, I i i do hear a lot of individuals they reach out the growth is scares them you know they don't want the place that they grew up to turn into something else mm -hmm. and they don't want and and i think there's more to this than what people realize and one of those more to this is water Mm -hmm. It is so important to not just the community itself, but also to the agriculture industry. And, and when it comes to water rights and when it comes to who owns what at what time of year, it gets really complicated. And uh, I, I, I didn't realize the importance of water until I grew up and really started covering some of these meetings. And it's just something that you see people get passionate about, and for good reason. And so that lunchtime conversation, one more time, if you want to be involved, where mm -hmm. do I got to be? February 28th at Luminous Brewhouse, 12 o'clock. Bring your lunch and bring your questions and comments about water. All right. You want to learn a little bit more, that's where to start, folks. Business before hours. Wednesday, March 1st, 7.30 to 9 a.m. That's going to be at the Britain Museum. Oh. Yeah, so we get to go out there and see it. Up at the Britain. Mm -hmm. Well. No. <laughs> I, when I drink the coffee, I'm going to have to put my pinky out, right? <laughs> yeah, try hard. It's a beautiful, beautiful building, beautiful place. I mean, uh, it, that's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to sound... Uh, now, it, usually, this is more about networking than anything else, right? We're not covering any big issues. We're going in there together. We're meeting the business community. We're getting to know each other, mm -hmm. maybe making some business connections, correct? Correct. And learn more about the Brenton, especially if you've never been out there. It's yeah. a great time to come out and visit. Enjoy beautiful, some, beautiful place. Yeah, enjoy some refreshments from the Brenton Bistro um, and learn more about what they're doing and make some business connections. All right, ladies, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. Please be safe out there. Uh, who knows what the weather's going to do. Right. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw.
Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Are you facing foreclosure or pre-foreclosure and you don't know what to do? Do you want to still be able to walk away with some equity before you lose your property? Why our innovation is here to help. Why our innovation will come to your home, evaluate the value, and make your cash offer with minimal bank involvement. You can avoid the foreclosure process, keep your record clean, and walk away with some equity. Find out more at whyourinnovation.com or find them on Facebook. Attention bull buyers, Powder River Angus will be offering 100-plus pap-tested urine Angus bulls on February 10th at Buffalo Livestock Marketing in Buffalo, Wyoming. The sale starts at 1 with lunch at 11. Take advantage of superior genetics, many Cavanese bulls, free wintering, and free delivery. Visit PowderRiverAngus.com for catalog and sale information. And remember, these are bulls that are born and raised where corn don't grow. Wyoming State Benefits could be yours. If you have a high school diploma and few years of progressive work experience in youth services, you could make between $14.97 and $18.71 an hour as a full-time night shift youth services aide with the Wyoming Girls School. Do you have supervisory skills and the ability to pass a background check, including fingerprinting? If so, this position could be yours. For a complete job description and to apply, call Mark today at 307-674-7476, extension 3304. Have you heard? Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing and now they are hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, craters, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is a perfect opportunity to make extra money or even make a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's open opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE.